and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek. This issue carries an Independence Day special report on the state of the enterprise. And joining me on the call is Abhilasha Khaitan, the executive editor. Hi Abhilasha, it's good to have you back. Hi Abhishek. Talk us through the theme, the Independence Day, all magazines, newspapers have something or the other going on and uh, Forbes India also over the years has taken a different uh, route in the sense that you've invited writers, businessmen, eminent leaders to give their thoughts on this. So what is it this time? What is the theme? Yeah, this time we've kind of done an assessment of the entrepreneurial uh, culture in the country and how that has evolved in the last year or so, basically since a new government uh, came into play. And of course, the time frame is not just the last one year because change doesn't happen just over a period of year. But uh, certainly, you know, what particular measures were taken, say, over the year or if there are any specific trends that you can spot. And especially our Prime Minister has uh, sort of always shown a great uh, bend towards enterprise and he has spoken uh, extensively as well as uh, showed intent in improving, uh, you know, the ease of doing business in the country. To that extent, we wanted to kind of take stock of where we are at and since Forbes India is all about celebrating enterprise, it seemed like a good time to sort of see where we where we are placed uh, at this point of time. And who are some of the writers that you've invited this time around? Um, I read there's uh, Kiran Majundar Shop, Guru Charandas. Uh, a few highlights of this issue, uh, Vilasha, very quickly, if you if you could. In this issue, as opposed to a usual practice of getting primarily opinion-led pieces, we also this time uh, tried to do some interesting reported pieces on uh, different facets of enterprise. For instance, our reporters have. Uh, looked at, uh, you know, what kind of enterprise is getting a greater push. So in one of those pieces, no surprises to anybody. Technology seems to be leading the way in at least the rush of new uh, ventures that are uh, sprouting all over the country. Then we also uh, did a sort of assessment on ease of doing business uh, and how it is geographically uh, different across the country in terms of different states and all of that. So here we had again our own uh, reporters and uh, to look at how we are placed there. Then, like you mentioned, we have the likes of uh, Kiran Mazindar Shah, who is an, let's call her an early entrepreneur in the technology space, as it were. Uh, to talk about where we are at. We have Manish Sabarwal, whose uh, knowledge about the skilling requirements in the country to really promote uh, enterprise is uh, second to none. We have uh, Rohan Murthy uh, giving his take as well. And uh, Gurcharandas, who really speaks with some amount of expertise on uh, community-led enterprise. It's an interesting sort of of stories. And then you also have a segment on women entrepreneurship. How much of that has changed and what is that all about given that uh, we do stories on this very interesting subject year after year but more often than not we talk about the same things Abhilasha. Yeah so in terms of women in entrepreneurship there will always be a lot said because Women in organizations are still not where they should be. You still assume that uh, women are not getting as much uh, support 
character as they need to break out and i think in this story you see that there is progress being made there are organizations that are emerging as enablers for women entrepreneurs which can only be uh, looked at as a positive step but these are just baby steps in a pretty long journey to uh, ensure equitability between the situation of the two genders here and one of the first generation women entrepreneurs kiran majumdar sure she writes that for for business to grow in india the basics need to be covered and which is the responsibility of the government now if we could talk a little bit about that where even mr mani sabarwal chips in that uh, how entrepreneurs in certain states in india have to develop their own power uh, security and other basic infrastructure which if taken care by the government entrepreneurs can dedicate their energies to doing what they do best w- what are some of the experts saying about that in in the articles that are covered and how important that is now the gov- government intervention that's right yeah government intervention is i think something which is inevitably important right for something like this the regulatory framework uh, has to be an enabler in all of this if red tape has always been a problem for you know entrepreneurs back in the day especially with the kind of business businesses that were being set up the good news is the kind of businesses that are being set up today as one of the points which emerged from one of our reported stories is not as key because a lot of these businesses are more technology led they're more innovation led and they don't seem to require government okays as much as uh, they used to in the past but having said that that is more in terms of a certain kind of uh, business right i think enterprise like with everything else is driven by people and if you truly want a country to become a robust enterprise led economy you need more people rather than just the 1%ers or even the 5%ers to be able to contribute to it for that i think manish sabarwal makes such an important point about when is india going to be completely ready to do this is when the right kind of skills are imparted to their people and uh, he makes an interesting point about the difference between independence and freedom you know where he says that un- employed or unskilled people don't have any choice so do you really have freedom right because there's only that much you can do given your uh, limited skill sets so i think uh, all of this ties into each other it's almost like a cycle where one feeds into the other if you don't have the right kind of people you won't have the right kind of businesses and you won't have uh, the right kind of growth or uh, economy that you're looking at right and i read in one of the essays that uh, it's not about making things online and transparent as much as it is about cutting down the intermediaries or even the steps so if you required 50 forms in the past of uh, physical copies you need not have them all online uh, is there a way to make them 10 so it's it's not just about putting things online but also reducing the steps to get certain approvals yeah sure and you know the good news is a lot of uh, what we are reading and what we are seeing that the right steps are being taken the government has started making some of these things easier than they were in the past i don't think government is very happy with where they are placed in the ease of doing business rankings and they are looking to sort of take a few steps upwards and i think it will happen uh, over a period of time that's the sense we are getting from all our experts we probably just have to do a little more of waiting and watching to see where we go but the initial sort of sense that 
are we doing enough? At least there seems to be a fairly universal verdict on that. There is reason to believe that a lot of these problems such as red tape and people issues and all of that will get sorted out over a period of time. Right. And the government has set itself quite an ambitious target of ease of doing business. The rank which is at 134 out of 189 countries, it, it wants to get it down to 50 within a short span of another 12 months or so. So let's see this time next year when we record another Independence Day special issue. Abhilasha, I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, thanks a lot for your time for this one. Thank you so much. Thank you. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com and to have someone call you for a subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.